Good day, everyone. It's Yanni again with May, Mello, and Jazz. We're here for episode two of Pussy Politics, and uh, we're going to be talking about growing up gay. So let's get it started. I guess I'll start first. As a child, I grew up in Kentucky. My mom was 20 when she had me. She was in college, and I grew up with my grandmother while my mom was finishing up school. She ended up moving to Maryland to do grad school, and I stayed with my grandparents while she did that. And I was a tomboy. I and I remember one of my favorite outfits was like this random mesh camouflage suit, like with the camouflage basketball shorts and then a camouflage <laughs> tank top type Pardon? thing. <laughs> It was really like a set. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a set. I will, uh, yeah, I would go down to the park in my little camouflage jump with my know. and ones on. I get it. Not I the and ones. No. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> my Do you, bro? They weren't buying Jordans. I get they it. Have to buy and ones though. <laughs> and worms were fly though. That's what I'm saying. Where and plus. <laughs> Kentucky, bro. Like, oh okay. yeah, you did say you were in Kentucky. Okay, so yeah. let's look at this with that that scope. Okay, got that it. I was wearing shacks too. Oof! Yikes! Who? Were. I don't what even know if those pay- were. Yeah, they sold them at Payless. I was raised by my grandparents in Kentucky, bro. Like, give me a break, guys. Give me a break. They were not fly people. But anywho, that was like one of my favorite outfits, and um. My family, you know, would go to church every Sunday, go to dinner after church or have dinner at someone's house after church on every Sunday. And every Sunday we would put on our dresses. My granny would have her church hats and we would do that thing. Um, The first time I ever saw like a gay person was... hmm. The only, like, gay person I remember from my childhood would be, like, Rosie O'Donnell. And that was only when she came out. I don't even remember how she came out, but I just remember, like, it was, like, a whole thing. And she couldn't do the Kids' Choice Awards anymore. It was right after that movie came out where she was, like, like, the girl. I don't remember what the name of the movie was, but she was, like, the little girl was a spy. I don't remember. But it was right after that movie came out. and like Wait, what movie? Now I just want to know what movie. Some movie I forgot. I don't even know if she was a spy or like a sleuth. Um, <laughs> a sleuth. <laughs> and oh, yeah, I don't. I, I would like to know the film. Um, I'm gonna Google. Go ahead, keep going. That's what I'm okay. doing. It was a kids movie. It was a Nickelodeon movie. So if you can figure that out, I would like to know the name of the movie too. But anywho, yeah. So after she came out, it was kind of like she disappeared like i mean you kind of heard stuff about her like when they were doing the whole when um gay marriage was in the process of becoming legalized and um things like that but other than that like i didn't really hear anything from her career just kind of like fizzled out after she became well after she came out so that was my first uh experience of gay i think as a kid, well, seeing someone gay as a kid. What about y'all? How did that experience like impact you? It was just like I knew that it was I already knew that it was wrong just because of how my family would talk about gay people. Um, I had an I have an aunt that's actually I don't know if she's she's queer. And she had a friend and yeah she had a friend and they were together for a long time um but it wasn't really anything that my family really kind of was like oh that's her girlfriend it was just oh I found the movie Harriet the Spy was the name of the movie wait a minute wait a minute that's what you were talking about because that's I immediately thought Harriet the Spy but me too, but I didn't know if that was Rosie O'Donnell or not. She O'Donnell. was. Yeah, she it was. was. Yeah, 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 she was. She was. Yeah, she was. She was the nanny. 
Well, I think she was like a nanny. Got it. I remember. Oh, I remember. Got it. Putting it all together now. I thought here at the spa. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Oh, yeah, but it just wasn't really something that we talked about. Well, that they talked about really. Um, but you could tell that it wasn't something that they were fully comfortable with. But that, I mean, like, I just always grew up thinking, like, being gay was wrong. And that was what it was. So, yeah, I just kind of, like, you know, I just thought that, you know, I like, when you're when you're young, you don't, well, for me, when I was young, I wasn't really, you know, thinking about being gay or anything like that. Like, I was just being a kid. Like, just, I was always, like, running around with the boys and doing, quote, unquote, boy things. But... It wasn't off the, I'm going to be grow up to be masculine presenting. You know, I just knew that I hated wearing dresses and I really enjoyed that camouflage outfit with my Aunt Ones. So, <laughs> so I just was just like, I don't know. This is just like, I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to like wearing things like this. And then I'm going to like marry a boy because that's what you're supposed to do. But it wasn't really like a thought to me. I wasn't really like, oh, I have a crush on this boy, you know. Honestly, um, I think that when the episode goes live, I think that you owe all of us um, a photo in, of you in that camouflage. I'd Thank like God to I don't have a photo. I would like to see it. You don't have I think I think we should all buy Yanni a camouflage outfit I and some that. N1s so we can reenact it at least. I'd be into that. Okay, got it. Cool. Cool. I'm about to look up where to find some N1 sneakers. Um, <laughs> pay less. Dude, this doesn't sneakers. exist anymore. It doesn't? Yes, it no, does. they went out of business. No, Ooh. a lot of their stores closed, but there's still a few. They're still open. Made yeah. with the facts. <laughs> they ain't really coming through with the facts. But, uh, like, what was y'all's, like, experience, like, just seeing people? Like, did you guys see anyone in your, uh, in the media or... Not in the media, but like in pop culture or in the media or even in your right, real life that as you were a child, that was queer. Uh, yeah. So uh, I I remember watching um, Will and Grace, like the original, like when it was airing, like like back then. Uh, I remember watching it with um, with my mom. Like I think it was like a like a family bonding thing for some reason. Um, so my first, like, uh, to my, to my memory, um, my first, like, real, like, look at gay culture, if you will, was, uh, through the lens of, uh, white gay men, basically. Like, they, I, I think they probably, I think, I, I remember at some point that like, they introduced, they made, like, lesbian jokes sometimes, I think, <laughs> but, and I think there was definitely a lesbian episode or two, um, but it was more so, like, uh, this is what it looks like for, you know, um, the more, uh, I don't want I don't like using the word flamboyant, um, but the more energized and very out there, um, uh, you know, gay men, I've, I, so I got, I got to see that trope very early on. Um, and that was pretty much it. Like that was it until, um, I started to see it in real life, which was then a few years later because, uh, uh, my mother, uh, is queer in some way. So, um, I got to uh, be around queer relationships like all the time from like age like 12 and up. I was just, I was around the gays. It was pretty great, honestly. So. Damn, that sounds amazing. You know, I actually never seen Will and Grace ever. I've never seen an episode. Didn't it get rebooted? It did get rebooted. Um, it's currently on its second season of the rebooted, second and last season i believe of the rebooted um uh show or whatever it's funny i mean it's it's not like the it's it's more obviously it's it's very it was a very current event back then i didn't understand all the jokes because i was a kid but um now it's very like they, they have some they have some 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 cute jokes it, it's funny karen and jack will always be funny so mm-hmm. yeah i've um i don't even know like i remember like seeing reruns of ellen before i really like that show um, and I remember like seeing the episode. I think that there was an episode where she came out. I'm pretty sure there was an episode where she came out. And um, I think that I was like maybe like 11 or so when I saw that. Because I know that Ellen was like the 90s 
and I was I would have been like four in the nine in the late nineties. So, what um, year were you born? Ninety four. Okay. I think that it ended in like ninety eight, if I'm not mistaken. It definitely ended before I was like really watching any type of TV that didn't have cartoon characters in it. Fair. Except for the Kids Choice Awards with Rosie O'Donnell. So, are you are you, are you sad about that? <laughs> I am because like I I really used to be watching the Kids Choice Awards when I was a kid. And then <laughs> Rosie was your bitch, huh? She really was. <laughs> she really was. <laughs> but um, what about you, Melo? Like, what was what what was uh, your? What did you see growing up? What were the things that you saw? So I guess my first real meaningful, um, not sight, that's not the word, but experience with a queer person, uh, it wasn't like anyone in the media. It was a camp counselor that I had um, when I was like, couldn't have been older than 10. Um, And she just, she was one of those people who was really like happy in her skin. Um, She just, she was just, her she was everyone wanted to be around her she was really like she was the fun counselor she was you know if I was if if I would have been her age at the time someone I would have wanted to be around and um it kind of when I found out she was gay it, it wasn't one of those like oh my god striking moments it was just like oh she's gay all right cool are you gonna come play tag with us you know and so I I guess how that kind of impacted like the way I saw gay people or like how I wanted to be when I decided you know it was time to come out I just wanted to I wanted to feel the way that I thought she probably felt where she was just kind of her in her own skin um so yeah I, I didn't have like a devastating like thing where I came out and was like oh my god everyone's gonna hate me because that wasn't the experience like that I had saw at that weird, like, impressionable time where you're kind of watching other people to see how they're being a person, for uh, lack of better words. Um, but, yeah, I guess my first real, like, meaningful experience seeing, like, queer people in the media, though, was um, probably, like, sneaking and watching The L Word on HBO late at night. But, I mean, I had seen Will and Grace, and, like, it was... It didn't really, as a kid, it didn't register to me that, like, they were gay, I guess. So it that had no impact. But, like, on TV, I think Will and Grayson and the L Word were the only, like, gay people I had seen. Or I can remember, like, off the top. Yeah, Speaking you know of which, th- are you guys... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just thinking, like, the more that I think about it, I had no idea that they were gay on Will and Grace. But I have never seen the show, but I... Would not have gathered that from what I like the previews that I saw as a kid, like the advertisements really? and things. Like I don't know, I don't. I guess like as a kid, I wasn't really like thinking about that. Yeah, like, I wasn't thinking about being gay or like anybody else being gay. I was just, but also I've never seen the show, so I've never like. But like just from what I've seen, it wasn't like I'm gonna watch this show about gay guys, you know. So, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it was all about gay guys. I was gonna ask, um, uh, in reference to the L word, are you guys excited that it's coming back? I maybe don't yeah. know. Yep, yep, yep. Same. It's I've... like I, I want them to do well with it. It looks like, like from the like little previews and stuff that I've seen, like it looks like it's a more diverse cast finally. Um, so I'm hoping that they do, they do right with that. Um. That's just my biggest hope. I just need the storyline. I just need it to be more diverse. Like I just don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not buying that. The Shane is still the hottest thing walking. Like let's let it go. You know. That's me. She was I'm never. I'm also gonna. For being honest, make another confession Sorry. that I have never seen the L word. What? <laughs> my my ex tried to get me to watch it like when we were 15, 16, and I just couldn't get into it. It was just. It was just too like it was just too much white for me. <laughs> it was just like I'm gonna sit here and watch this show about like like am I watching the show because they're lesbians and it's just like I'm watching a show about all white lesbians. Like I can't relate. 
That's just how I felt then. But I did see the previews for the new one, and I was like, maybe I should go back and watch the original. I did, however, watch the real L word. And <laughs> let me just tell you, that was a mess. But I did that enjoy. Was, that it. was also very bad. No, <laughs> I did not watch the real L word. I have not I like seen the that. real L word. Whitney is hot. Yeah, I've seen like. I've seen the people from it, so I know the people. Like I know exactly who you're talking about. I just don't know any of the storylines and stuff. Like I don't remember actually watching it. But I will say, like, like now that uh, Ayana, now that you're a grown, a, a grown lesbian, um, just just for just for cultural reference, you probably should watch a word. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it because I showed my um, my girlfriend the preview of the new one, and I was like, we should go back and watch the original one but we just have so many shows to get through together and I get tired of like watching 10 episodes ahead of her and then having to go back and yeah. re-watching those 10 episodes with her so it's just going to take a lot of a uh, mental build-up to get to watching that six season show get it I get it okay cool um yeah I get it you've been Good quiet show. May you've been really quiet you have been quiet <laughs> what did you I say just... <laughs> What do you mean? Like, what did you what did you see growing up? Like, what did you? Okay. What, oh, we we hopping back into the yeah. We're, we're going right back into it. Let's go. Okay. Because y'all were chatting, so I was like, mm. but um, so Yanni, almost very similar to you. I grew up very religious, very conservative. Like, went to public school real quick. My parents were like, Nah, you're going to Catholic school. So I did the whole uniform, like very small classes, very strict upbringing. So. I would kind of say I kind of grew up naive. Like, I just, you, like, to me, it was like, you're gay. It's bad. Don't think about it. Put it behind your mind. Like, no. So even with, like, growing up and, you know, we didn't do a lot of secular things at home. So, like, if I wanted to listen to music, it was, like, Mary Mary. If we were watching TV shows, it was cartoons. Like, parent control. Like, anything you could think of, like, very strict. So, going into like high school that's when I was able to kind of like junior high high school that's when I kind of like started to rebel and kind of like I'm gonna watch tv so like I would see like the Rosie O'Donnell's the um Will and Grace but like it never really registered to me like oh like this is like oh they're gay like it's just like okay kind of like what Jess is like or they're flamboyant or you know they're tomboy like I associated everything to being like tomboy like oh, they're masculine presenting. Oh, they're just tomboy, you know. They're just, you know, they don't want to wear a dress. They don't want to wear a skirt. So for me, for it to really register, like even people in media, it wasn't until like I honestly had a full encounter with like classmates in high school to be like, oh, snap. Okay. And then that's when I kind of like, okay, the whole Will and Grace, like he was gay. Like Rosie O'Donnell's gay. Like Queen Latifah, Whoopi Goldberg, like gay. So, Whoopi Goldberg is gay. In my mind, in my mind. <laughs> no, because I really thought about this the other day. I was like, "Is Whoopi Goldberg gay?" Like, I don't think she is. But like, is she gay? No, I think that she said. I think that she has said publicly that she's not. Um, I want to say she said that she isn't. I know. I know that she also is very adamant about like. Like not really, like not getting married and all that kind of shit. But I want to say that she she said she isn't. I think mm. it's just assumed. Who said damn it though? Like, were you about to shoot your shot? Was he? I just like I aspire to be like Whoopi, like as a fully matured, masculine presenting woman. Like, I want to have my locks look like whoopies. I want the glasses, the skin. Like, I just want to be her. Yeah, so I mean, you can still hey. be her, just minus the lesbian part. She <laughs> right. So just add a little razzle-dazzle. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Isn't she the one what? who said, like, I don't want to get married because I don't want nobody in my, in house. my house? Like, yep. Yep. I aspire to that. Actually, yeah. that sounds amazing. She's doing it right. I don't like She's doing it right. alone. So, Ugh. that's why <laughs> I got a dog. Oh no. Anywho, <laughs> um, as 
I actually like when I was um when I was eight years old, my, my first kiss was actually a girl. And first kiss ever? Ever. And it was like Me too. Wait, you were like eight. I was like eight. Eight or nine. I think I was eight, actually. I was eight. I was in the third grade. And it was like it was it wasn't like a it we were like making out. I don't know how this happened, but like that's what happened. I think we were just like experimenting, I guess, at eight, I guess. I don't know. But I didn't think anything of it then. Like I was just like I didn't tell where anybody. Your, where was your teacher? We were like at like we lived in the same apartment complex, so we were like at her house after school. So like we were just like in her room, like chilling, eating our after school snacks, doing homework, and then like I don't know what happened, like we kissed. I don't even remember her name. I guess that's where it all started. But that's a mess. <laughs> I don't remember her name. That's um, a mess. But it was like that happened and I was like, I didn't think anything of it. It was like the third grade. I wasn't I don't know, but, but I went to public school for three years, the eighth to sixth eighth to fifth grade. So I think that's two years, three years. And then in the sixth grade so my middle school years, I went to private school. Um, it, it was a Christian school. I th- think that there I was kind of wanting to fit in because I moved here in the third grade, but I was still having troubles like fitting in at school. Like I went to one school for a year and the kids made fun of me for having a country accent. And I kind of like tried to fit in there and change the way that I talked to not have them call me Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. And then in the third grade, I mean, fourth and fifth grade, I was taller than everyone else. So, like, that was another thing I was trying to fit in. And then in middle school, like, I went to school with a lot of rich kids. And, like, they were what I thought were prettier than me or whatever. I don't know. But... They, like, were, like, into guys. Like, the girls that I was hanging out with were really into guys. And I wasn't into guys. I don't know if I just wasn't really ready to start that part of my life of, you know, dating, I guess, because I was 11. But I just kind of saw myself, well, felt myself kind of trying to fit in. And saying that I like boys that I didn't even fucking like, that I didn't even find attractive, I guess, but I just wanted to fit in and be a part of like, oh, they have a boyfriend. Like, I want to have a boyfriend. But it wasn't really like I want to have a boyfriend because I actually like this boy. Like, I just wanted to kind of do what everyone else was doing to kind of fit in. I think that theme just kind of continued until I was like in high school and finally realized that I was like, I think that I like girls, but everybody in my life has been saying that this is wrong. So I need to like continue to fight it. And then that's when I did the buy thing. And then that lasted all of two months. But it was just like a lot of me. I really went through like a lot of like, um, like an identity crisis as like an 11 year old as age, like what, eight until I was like 15, like just trying to figure out who the hell am I and what the hell am I supposed to be doing with this thing called life? Like, just having so many, like, internal crises, just trying to fit in and figuring out, like, who I am, really. Like, what am I supposed to do? Why am I so different from everybody else? That's valid. I think everyone has that moment. I think being queer in a place where a lot of times it's not a good or normal thing makes, like, having that moment a lot harder. Yeah, for sure. Um, Random question. Did anyone else, like, in middle school watch, like, a bunch of people go through, like, a quote-unquote gay phase? It was, um, it was high school. It was my, it happened in my high school. Okay. Because, like, my middle school, it was a private, like, Christian school. And it was attached to, like, a high school. And so there was a point where all, like, the high school lesbians were, like, messing with like the middle school girls and like looking back on it now it was qu- quite questionable 
but like almost all, it was like I think the whole cheerleading team like started like messing with the basketball team. Oh, it wow. was interesting. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like mess. Um, no, we <laughs> was we def we had a well, there was a definitely a, a season. God, it was awful. There were years in in uh, at my high school where it was a it was a thing that a lot of girls go through. I think that obviously, I mean, it just happens in in those years anyway. Like that's when people start to figure out who they are or whatever. Um, but it was definitely like a season of everybody like saying like I'm gay, I like girls, like all of that, um, which kind of pissed me off because I, I was very prior to actually coming out at age 16 I was on a very like I was very firm in my in my platform of like don't don't assume or tell me that I'm gay because I dress this way I was very that like I was it was a whole thing and everybody was just like we know you're gay we know you're gay and I had been doing gay things but I was still just very <laughs> like don't tell me I'm gay because I dress this way like this does not equal this um and then it it, it kind of blew me a little bit because as everyone else is, going through their gay phase or whatever it's just like oh so you must be gay too and I was like no I'm not but then in the end obviously I was and I'm I'm one of the only ones that still is gay so it's kind of like <laughs> it's like uh, this was real for me but it was definitely a thing and then like I uh one of my best friends was was uh well she thought that she was gay and so she was like experimenting with that for a while before me so then it was definitely like oh well your best friend's gay so you've got to be gay and I was still just like, no, I'm not gay until I finally was like, okay, yeah, like, like, fuck it, I am. But it was definitely a thing, like something, something, <laughs> it was kind of ridiculous looking back at it. It was a lot of mess to it as well. And if, and if anyone from my high school is listening to this, I want you guys to know that you guys are mess. Point blank, period. You guys are mess. Um, Aren't you all it hard for some of us. Yeah. Yeah. High school is just, it's all just, it's all awful. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of mess to it. So, <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely saw some of that. You guys' experience is so different from mine's, and I wonder if it's because, you know, my parents moved us to such a suburban, uh, religious area. Like, I can literally count on my hands how many out gay people were in high school and how many people that came from my high school that, like, you know they're gay. Like, you know they're gay, and they still don't say anything about it. Like, so it's very interesting to hear you guys' stories because it's like, no, no one's mm -mm. like no, like no. It's Wait, so like, weird. Not but, like in high school. No, so like for real, for real. Like in high school, maybe like five or six people were like out, like out and like dating each wow. other. Yes. Wow. But like my like, I don't know. Like my high school, like the demographics was like a lot of um, like. Haitians, Africans, like that was like the majority of the population. And then there was like the minorities of like whether they're just black or they're white or Spanish or Indian. And then everyone really comes from like a heavy religious background. Like, mark my words, everyone in school, unless they're atheists, they were at church like regularly. Like, and half the kids I went to high school with went to like the church that my family went to. So, like, to be completely honest, like, when I mean, like, I was naive to it, like, like, the city itself is just not about it. Like, one of my best friends, like, she is a full-blown lesbian, and she'd be like, she's born this way, et cetera, et cetera. And even in high school, like, she, she was literally straight till she wasn't. And that was, like, senior year of high school. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's interesting to hear like like your guys is like taking everything because it's like it's just so different from me like until like high school when I really like got to like really see and really understand and then start questioning and then going to college and then let alone going to college in DC and I was like oh snap I wow okay let's go like, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, because Howard is Howard was back at the time. I don't I don't know about how I don't know about new HU, <laughs> but old HU, okay, old HU, and I I got there in two thousand nine. Old HU was pretty gay. You guys were pretty heavy on the gay. I'm letting you know now, you were pretty heavy on the gay. Loved it, loved it, <laughs> loved it. However, it was a lot. <laughs> like, yes. 
Uh, it was a lot. Yeah. And but also something about being on that campus just really made you like, like I cut my hair off uh, within a week of living on campus. Wow. It does that to you. <laughs> it, no, it legit, does. Okay. Legitimately, like by the end of freshman week, which would like, like that's when my, my anniversary for my hair is like September 5th. By the end of like freshman week, I had gone and cut all my hair off. Like I was, I was committed. Okay. Committed to the gay. It was great. It was great. Great. Um, I went to Virginia State and the whole I lived in Branch Hall. The whole floor, like my whole floor at one point they were fucking each other. Damn. And like bitches in the other like other dorms. It was I mean it was lit for us, but I went to Delaware State <laughs> and I got there at in twenty twelve and I don't know if I just like missed the memo or something, but like there were hardly any like out gay people that I knew. Like, well, yeah, there were hardly any out gay people. And it was very like, I thought that like going to Quantum, I was like, all right, bet. Like, it's going to be so many out people. Like, it's going to be a great time. But like, nah, it was not like that at all. Like, it was. It was hardly any. I mean, I got lucky and found a few, but other than that, like, it wasn't, people were not openly gay there, for real. Like, there were guys that were openly gay, but the girls, nah. There were, like, a few um, masculine presenting uh, women there, but very, very few. Like, my college experience with queerness was, like, I think that I was, I was out, but I, I wasn't like social because I was just kind of like, there's no one here like me. And it was just, bleh, it was not fun at all. That sucks. Yeah, it really did. That sucks. I, I think my first um, college was my first time. We had a gay club in high school, but nobody was joining that. Um <laughs> I I wasn't joining that. I'll say that. I wasn't joining the gay club in high school. <laughs> I had other things to do, but um no, but um my first like time being a part of a queer community actually was at Howard. Uh we had um Cascade. I don't know if it's still called Cascade. Um it is. It's still called Cascade? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I, I and I was I was I joined Cascade. Um and cuz you know all the 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 lesbians, we all want to know each other. We want to know who who what we've got to give. Um and so that was cool. It was just, but that was actually a bit overwhelming. And this might be a whole different thing, but like that, that was like my first like experience in like a community of like queer peers. And it was kind of uncomfortable sometimes because it was like almost too sexual. Like we, most of, and I, I might be alone in this, but I felt like a lot of the conversations, and I guess at the time, cause I wasn't just, I just wasn't ready for that yet, I guess. Um, like we were like, our intros were like, hi, my name is so-and-so and this is my favorite sex position. Like that was the wow. kind of, those were the kind yeah, of like, I would have loved to have been a part of that. That's mess. <laughs> you guys are mess, okay? Um, <laughs> me at the time, I wasn't. I wasn't as ready for the mess. I, I I wasn't as ready for the mess. Jazz today probably would be here for the mess. Jazz back then, it was just like, ooh, I'm a I'm a fresh eighteen. You guys want to know about my favorite position? Like it was very oof, like very that. Um, but it was fun. It was it was not. It was nice being able to be around other queer people and going out with queer people, going to queer events with queer people um and that and that was fun and I'm sure there was mess within it I didn't really do a bunch of I wasn't really involved in all the mess with the dating um I wasn't I wasn't involved in the mess um I wasn't I was I was I was actually my freshman year I was unfortunately I was dating someone who uh was going to school in like Philly so um as I'm like around all these gays for the first time I decided to be off the market like a fucking idiot so I know. I, I, I know, right? <laughs> like, like uh, in hindsight, it really would have changed my entire, I think, freshman year experience had I been like single the whole time. Um, God, you it's know, too messy though. It's too messy. Maybe, maybe, but maybe I would have been here for it. You know, I was eighteen. I had, I had time. I don't know. We'll, we'll never know now. Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll never. I don't. I, I don't think I was involved in the mess. I'm sure that somebody might may disagree, but uh, I, I kind of kept myself away from it. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually ended up my um, my freshman year of college. Somehow, I ended up. 
I didn't even like find a I didn't even like I wasn't comfortable there to really kind of you know talk to people that I thought were gay but <clears throat> this girl that ended up being my um, girlfriend for like a year and a half she actually like went well she didn't really go smacking me. She went smacking me through someone else um, who I happened to be friends with. And that was like really like the only other gay person that I knew there. Um, there were like a few other girls, but it wasn't, there wasn't a space for it. So it was just like, hey, my friend such and such wants you to take her to Walmart. Can you do it? And I'm like, sure, I've got a car. And then that's how we started talking. I don't even know how that even happened but That's i ended up being an interesting off. shot to shoot <laughs> <laughs> i know right <laughs> i was like driving a walmart with a car though you know uh well at delaware state freshmen can't have their cars on campus but like i have my car on campus so n- niggas would pay me to take them places but she was like yeah my friend wants to know if you could take her to walmart and i was like okay cool and then she got in the car and i was like damn you don't have to pay me. It's cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't relate. Run me my money, girl. Run me my money, girl. <laughs> I was running game, but like she was running game the whole she was running game on me while I was trying to run game. Girl, you was running the game backwards. You gotta you gotta get you gotta get the gas money as well. Like you it can do paid off. You I'm, get the I'm, gas. Did it up pay front. off? Did it pay off? <laughs> Did it? I mean, uh-uh. I don't know. I didn't have to sleep alone. Let's go on. <laughs> Anywho, um, I my my gay community was really in high school, like, um, and it wasn't really much of a gay community. Like, I just had a a girlfriend in high school when we were like 15 six it was like the end of 10th grade so like 15 16 and from there um when I came out it was like 2009 so that's when like a lot of people started coming out I think y'all said that already but I was in high school in 2009 and you guys were starting college so um I (laughs) <laughs> I'm calling this ancient, yo. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just remember like a lot of a lot of girls were like coming out at that time and it was just like um it was I felt like it was okay for me to really fully be myself at school. I still had to get my relaxers at home. Um but like at school and like being out with friends like it was okay for me to be myself and fully be myself and um I had a girlfriend and that was great um the way that my parents actually found out that I was gay ooh, prepare yourselves for this one um I don't know if y'all know this I don't you might not you might know this mellow and jazz but uh the way that my parents found I was gay uh, was that I was having sex and my parents were not home because my parents normally did not come home at this hour. And if they did, I would hear the garage door opening. So my door was open. So uh, my parents did not open the garage that day. They just came straight into the door and came straight up the stairs. And my door was right there. And I was knee deep. And uh, that's how my parents found out that I was gay. So after that I was sent straight back to Kentucky um, to live with my grandparents um, until they, I guess, were comfortable with me coming back home. Um, But I had to do school there for six months. So I did half of my junior year in Kentucky, the second half of my junior year in Kentucky. And um, boy, let me tell you, those schools in Kentucky, good schools, very good schools. Um, it was very hard for me um, just because of dealing with my family and them finding out that I was gay. And not only them finding out that I was gay, but that I was having sex as well. 
was very rough. And then to be in Kentucky with um, the country bumpkins and being in a, um, growing up in PG County, I went to school with mostly black kids. So that was what I was used to being around. But being in Kentucky, like I was with all white kids and it was just so different like it was so different the school was way harder than it was in pg county i real live like failed my 11th grade year because of that walked into my spanish three class it was like ap spanish four math was what the hell is this it was it was crazy um but i just want go ahead Sorry, right, but that's like, do you feel like your parents sent you to Kentucky because what they're gonna like pray the gay away, or you're gonna be around too many non people of color, so you wouldn't like act on your quote unquote gay tendencies? It was that it was um well around that time as well. My father he had um he had stage four colon cancer, so like that was already something that they were dealing with. And then like when my parents like walked in on me, like they were coming back from my dad's chemo treatment. So like, it was just a lot. So they sent me away because it was just a lot for my mom to deal with me being gay. And then him having this very aggressive form of cancer and also me having sex in their house. Um, but she thought that I was hanging around bad influences. And um, I think that it was, I don't know if it was more so me being gay or more so me having sex. Or like, like I don't know which one was worse to them. I do know that being gay was a problem. But I don't know if that would was what had caused them to send me back to Kentucky, I really think that it was more so the having sex part. Um, And just my mom, like, walking in on that, like, I just can't imagine, like, being a mother and, like, walking in on my child having sex. Like, I really, I have apologized to my mom for that visual a lot because I don't know how many times it comes into her head. But, like, just, like, straight or gay, like, I just really, like, I hope that I don't have to walk in on my child having sex. Like, I just hope that that does not happen to me. I hope that's not my karma. But I don't know if it was a combination of the two, but it was rough. Um, But they eventually, and eventually, I mean, like, years later, and years later, I mean, like, when I was, like, 23 and I finally brought a girl around them, um, that they were, like, okay with it. But um, I think that it was more so than having to get used to that idea. And since my family is very religious, kind of trying to reconcile the fact that their daughter is gay and that we are a very religious Christian family. So it was just, I think it was a lot thrown at them at once. So I couldn't really tell you, like, would it have, would I have been sent to Kentucky if I sat them down and be like, hey, mom, dad, like, I'm gay. And yeah, like that's that versus, you know, walking in on your child having sex. Like that is just, it's so embarrassing to me. And I feel like it's just so gross for my mom to just see that. So I feel for her. I don't fault them for anything, honestly. Like, you know, parents only, parents parent the way that they, you know, there's no like book on parenting and there's also no book on what you should do when you're walking on your child having sex so that's that but yeah that's how I came out to my parents that is how they found out that I liked girls so yeah quick quick pause um and so you'll know to edit to edit this out when recording how long have we been recording this episode itself so 4908 okay Okay. It's nine oh nine or five oh nine. Okay. Um, when you actually, I, I think we should probably like go to to do the wrap up soon. But when you go through and edit, um, and I guess you, I don't know how how quick your turnaround time is, but try to listen and see like if there's if it seems like it's it's uh 
if the energy at some point kind of kind of dwindles and like try to like you might just like chop around with the editing a little bit so that it's, it still kind of stays interesting throughout the entire thing because I think that the story you just told that one was perfect and so I wonder if there might be we might have to edit out some of the other like anecdotal things from earlier in the in the call that was kind of just like dead if that makes sense yeah that's fine I can okay. do that I'm gonna do this on my uh, lunch break around 12 so it'll be up no later than one hopefully my lunch break is at 12 if it's not at 12 it'll be at one which then it will be up by two okay cool sorry i just wanted to say that thing we can do i don't know like i see i don't even know because because just like so just now like based on like how the how the length of the episode so far like like you were like just now you gave your coming out experience if we each do that that's another that's that's going to take another however long so i'm trying to figure out yeah but y'all don't have coming out stories do you i think that because bella i know that mella was like that you know she dresses gay and nobody really says anything yeah no i told my mother and she was like cool i know that already don't bring any stupid women home and I was like the extent of the conversation for real. Okay, cool. Then we're then, okay, cool. I don't really um, think like I wasn't even gonna the, bring mine up because it didn't even feel like valid for this type of conversation. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Then we're good. <laughs> um. Okay. What is? Oh yeah, but that was it. So interject here. I mean, guess did we hit the first two topics? Are we on the last topic now? Yeah, the last topic is figuring out your queer identity. Mm. But I feel like I talked for a, a period, so I just can't be the one to start that. Oh, yeah, I guess we could just wrap up that. Um, so, <laughs> like, so yeah, so I'm queer. I I do that. I was queer. so. Um, let me see. Um, so, blah, blah, blah. but yeah. Um, that's just how. That's how I came out to my parents. It wasn't really like a, hey, mom, dad, like girls. It's just like, ooh, this is awkward, and embarrassing. Um. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you were um, essentially sent away. I, I I would love to hear like from other. That wasn't. I'm fortunate that that wasn't. You know, that wasn't my situation. Um, but I would I I would love to hear from other people that have possibly, like, had that. Um, I wonder if we could maybe do a full like episode about that and maybe you know have a guest or something like that. But I think that um, it's interesting to me that people when people's parents just like they can't handle something, they just kind of. They they send it they send the they send their problem to somebody else, which is an interesting right. uh, method to parenting. Um, but I'm not a parent, so uh, it happens, you know. Um, yeah. Do you think like, we could get people to like submit their like stories? Because then we could like read them and talk about them. Yeah. That would be beautiful. Yeah. I mean, if not, we could it. just stick with our own. But like, if we could try to get people to like send that to us, that'd be dope. Yeah, I mean, well, well, if if you're listening to this right now and you have had a similar experience where um, someone in your family wasn't as receptive to your queer identity, um, and they essentially, uh, you know, put you sent you away or sent you to somebody else to deal with it or or did whatever weird thing they did, um, please let us know and and come share your story with us. I would That's love to hear about it, um, just so I cannot feel as so alone in that situation. Um, but yeah, that's what happened to me when I uh, came out. I, I I I wouldn't even call it coming out because it it was essentially that like someone walked into the closet versus me coming out of it. Mm. So um, I guess I came out when I brought my current girlfriend home to my mom, and she called me and was like, "So who was that?" And I was like, "That's my friend." And she was like, "No, it's not." And <laughs> <laughs> that's how uh, I guess that's really how I actually like officially came out to my parents and was like this is 
me. Um, so I don't really tell my parents or my family anything just because I'm still not comfortable. Um, it's so crazy that I'm so comfortable in my queerness in the world, but when it comes to my family, I'm very like hesitant, um, which makes me feel like, am I really comfortable with my sexuality and my um, identity? Like I know that I, you know, I dress the same around my family and stuff like that, but you know, I still get anxiety about being called sir at, at dinner by the um, server. Um, so I don't know if I'm fully like, I don't know if I fully accepted my uh, queer identity as far as, you know, fully being myself in not only the real world, but with my family who are the people that love me. Uh, what about y'all's queer identity? Like, are y'all comfortable with it fully? Do you think you are? Is there anything that you're struggling to reconcile with currently? Um, well, n- not for me. I think that I'm, I am uh, at a point in my life now. Well, I've been here for a second, but um I'm I'm at a point in my life now where it's it's very I am I'm I'm who I am. It's not a it's not a conversation, um, it's not a debate. It's not something that I am willing to uh, even I don't even compromise on it. So like uh, like I mean down to like like I don't know like my mom got married. Uh, she had gotten married a few years ago. This this has it what maybe like seven years ago at the time she had got seven or eight years ago. Um, I was like I had to be like twenty. No, I was able to drink. So I was like 21, I think. Um, and in her wedding, like she, and she already knew, like, I am who I am. So like, I'm not wearing a dress in your wedding. <laughs> like, that's not even a, that's not a, that's not even a, an option for me. And like, my sister's getting married next year and um, <laughs> I'm not wearing a dress in her wedding. Like, I wouldn't even, don't even come to me asking me to wear a dress in your wedding. Like, I'm, I'm that uncompromising in that way. Um, and so uh, my family, they, the people that, the, the people in my family that matter, they, we've had conversations about me actually being queer. Um, the people in my family, which is the larger part of my family that don't matter, you'll see what you see when you see it. <laughs> like, you know, they, they've met, uh, ex-girlfriends and they might meet the next person that I bring home. But, um, I don't really care about, uh, a whole lot of that stuff, a lot of that, I think because, um, nobody pays my bills at this point, like I'm an adult. So, um, I think that that stuff matters a lot more when like your parents or your family is helping you financially. Um, and like that, I think that that's a whole different layer. And I definitely understand people that do compromise more when like your, your parents are financing you or they're giving you a place to stay or whatever. Like if you have to, you know, for the sake of, of that hide who you are a bit for that, then I definitely understand. Um, but for me, that's not my situation. So I'm very, I'm just very uncompromising. Um, about who I am so yeah it's crazy because you know none of these people pay my bills like I I don't know what it is like I haven't told me and my girlfriend have been living together for over a year and we like like signed a lease finally together um and you know my father told my grandma she's like 80 that I was moving to like an apartment and my, my grandma was like, oh, well, did you get a one bedroom? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, so you live by yourself. And I was like, I wanted something in me was like, tell her that you live with your girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, I live here by myself. Just me. And it's like, why, why lie about that? Like she doesn't do anything for you. She just. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I get it. Know. I think that, I think that um generationally, there are differences like, and I don't, I think that everyone can form their own opinion on this kind of thing, but this is my personal opinion on it. Um, I think that generationally, there are certain generations that just, that just aren't, they're, they're just, they're the old dog. And I don't mean, I don't mean to say this in that way, but they are who they are. And a lot of them aren't in a place in their lives to where they're even willing to look outside of that. And I think it's kind of like, it, it just kind of comes along with it. So like, um, my grandfather passed away earlier this year, but he was very, very religious. Like he was, um, like a minute, like on the board, all kind of shit or whatever. Uh, here I am talking about religion and also cursing at the same time. I love it. But, um, he was very, 
he was very religious, very in the church, very open about his faith, all all of that. Um, and so I never had a, a candid conversation with him about me being gay. Like, I think it was like a year or two ago, he actually called me on like a birthday and was like asking me when I was going to like start dating or something like that. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, start dating. <laughs> um, but no, so like he, we didn't, we never had that very candid conversation, but I also didn't really feel the need to. Um, and my mother actually helped me with this because she, like I said, she's queer. So she actually um, told me years ago that like even she hadn't had a very she hadn't had very firm conversations with her who are her parents um, about her identity or her being, you know, whatever she was or whatever she is. And she said for her it was because she didn't want to make them have to choose between their religion and their love for their child. And especially at the age that they were. And so she was like, she didn't really feel the need to, she didn't want to make them do that. Um, so she didn't have those conversations, but she also at the same time didn't hide the people that she was dating. They were a part of our, they were part of our family the same way a boyfriend would be. Her girlfriends were a part of our family. We went on family trips together, all of that kind of shit. But it was very like, I'm not, I don't necessarily feel the need to have the conversation of, hey dad, I'm queer or something like that. Like she didn't do that because she didn't want to make them choose between the two. Um, so I understand that. And like, same, I don't think I've had a very like candid conversation with my grandmother about like, Hey grandma, just so you know, I'm gay, but she obviously knows. And she knows she's met my girlfriends and she definitely knows. Cause she would like, she would ask about one girl. And then when she stopped seeing that girl for a while and saw a new girl, she would just start, she would just kind of transition and start asking <laughs> about the new girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she's smart. She knows, you know? So um, I, I, I do understand you being reluctant to like tell your grandmother like, hey, grandma, so I do live with my girlfriend. Like, that's a lot. I get it. Yeah, I, I kind of want to sit down and have that conversation with her. But it's just like, you know, she's 80. And like, like I said, they're very um, big at a mega church. So I don't want them to have, well, her to have to feel like she would have to. Um, you know, had to choose between her love for her religion and her love for her grandchild. So, you know, I, I mean, like eventually she's going to find out that I do not live alone. So, I mean, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I know who I am, but... Sometimes I just don't feel too comfortable with it around my family just because they're so, like, fucking religious, man. Like, I just wish that, I don't know. It's like it's like I have a very religious family on one hand, and then I have a very religious Southern family on another hand, so. Yeah. yeah. And we probably could do a whole, like, and we probably should. Like, they're, like, it's essentially, like, some of, a lot of queer people have to kind of, you got to kind of code switch, essentially. Yes. Um, you have to kind of code switch. And that's a full topic that we can probably get into. But um, it's just the reality of some of our of our families and our support systems. You kind of, some people have to do that. There are people, there are masked women that have to put on dresses when they go to church with their family. Um, couldn't be me, but it happens to a lot of Sorry people. Sorry to those women. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay please okay please. i would listen 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 i'd rather not do it if i'm gonna have to do it in a kitten heel you know but that's an, that's another I, conversation <laughs> that's another conversation we can wrap this up and on that note you guys please follow us on instagram and twitter pussy politics on both However, on Instagram, you're going to replace the U with a period. And on Twitter, you're going to replace the U with an underscore. Got it? Pussy politics, but censor it. Instagram with the period. Twitter with the underscore. I'm Yanni. I'm here with Jazz, May, and Mello. And you can follow us on you can follow us on our respective Twitter and Instagram accounts. I'm Yanni Tsunami on both. I know that sometimes people don't know that Tsunami is with a T. So it's Yanni T S U N A M I. Uh yeah, uh, you can follow me. Um I'd prefer to be followed on 
Eh, okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at jazzthegenius. That's one Z, so J-A-Z-D-A-G-E-N-I-U-S. And uh, on Twitter, my name is Fuck Yeah Jazz. I'm not going to spell it out. You'll find it if you find it. <laughs> That's it. Why don't you just change your name to that on both? Um, Twitter has been with me for 10 years now. And... Um, the searchable tweets it just it just could be a lot of mess and just branding wise i gotta separate the two you know just gotta uh, separate gotcha um, yeah it's a thing so <laughs> that's why i had to delete all my tweets before 2018 before i got woke <laughs> fair okay so so may your socials please <laughs> you can follow me may at soulful may with an e so s-o-u-l f-u-l m-a-e on both and Mello. Uh yeah, you could follow me at uh Mello Soul on Twitter. Yeah. M E L L O L E. S O L E. Thanks. Can we call this episode Not in a Kitten Hill? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we'll I'm here that. for it. All right. That was too good to not. No, yeah, it was. Let me just write if that. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right. I want to stick. I want. I stand by that. By the way, if you're gonna do it, do it right, ladies. <laughs> so does All that right, mean we uh, can get you in like a nice red bottom, or is that a no? Oh, you can't like a like a excuse. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Everybody be blessed though. You guys, everyone have a good one. <laughs> Love you lots. Bye.